to the eighth episode of a new talk, y'all. This is Elaine Janelle on the mic, also known as Mickey Jane. And I hope that you just enjoyed Mathematics by PJ Morton and Shantae Ken. And of course, that lets you know that our topic, of course, is friends on this evening. And before I go any further into our topic, I wanted to take a little pause for Black History Month. I want to do a little thing on our own here at Renew Talk. So, if you have not listened to Robert Glasper's latest album called Covered, I decided to bring some of it to you. There's a little interlude, a little insert in there coming from Mr. Harry Belafonte. And he begins to talk about his life, some things that he went through, and he just shares it with us. And it comes out to be called Got Over, or How I Got Over. So if you have not heard this, take a moment, listen, take it all in. It's about two minutes long, not too long. And he just speaks about his life and the things that he's learned and the things that he struggled with. He actually shares things that some things, some things we would never know about him. And he's open with us. But I think what he produces is the strength for you to live as well, live a little further. So listen to it, enjoy it, and then come right back and listen to myself and Kelly chat about Friends Attraction and our brand for this month. Let me tell you who I am. I'm not dead yet. So the sum total has not yet been added up. So let me tell you who I think I am. I'm one of the ones of color who got over. I'm one of the ones your bullet missed. I didn't graduate high school. Not to boast about, but to puzzle over. After all, I've been awarded 34 PhDs. I defied the rules. I'm a dropout. Not by choice, but by fate's sense of humor. By nature's design. I'm dyslexic. I'm the son of immigrants of color from an island of slaves who were dropouts also. They found their way America's Harlem ghetto. They found no work inside the law, but with cunning, they survived outside the law. They made the rules and endured. I'm one of the ones of color who got over. y'all enjoy uh got over by robert glasper and um we're gonna move a little forward in our topic and in this episode so at this time y'all know i like to feature a brand every episode and we skipped it last month but we back at you this month i'm turning it over to the hands of my co-host miss kelly pritchett all right What's up, everybody? Um, this month's featured brand is Glam Hands and Body 2. That's two with two O's. 
Um, the purpose of glam hands and body too is to teach others to pamper themselves at home. Um, many times we don't have efficient funds to visit salons and spas, so it's important that we invest in amazing skincare products and always have the ability to give ourselves a five-star treatment. Glam Hands and Body 2 was founded in May of 2013 and began as a simple need to cure dry hands. Glam Hands was founded by Amber Osborne and in the future she wants Glam Hands and Body 2 to be accessible to all people. She believes everyone should have the opportunity to experience great products without overspending. There are constantly new amazing products being produced so stay tuned to Glam Hands Instagram that is at G-L-A-M-H-A-N-D-S-T-O-O. And the same is for uh, the Facebook, Glam Hands and Body 2. And you can also visit her shop on Etsy. That's www.etsy.com slash shop slash Glam Hands and that's A-N-D Body 2. So um, I can personally attest to the products for Glam Hands. They are handcrafted, um, made to order, Great for sensitive skin, and they are fulfilling all your skincare needs. So check out Amber Osborne and Glam Hands and Body Two. Why? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, as I told y'all, um, our topic for the month is friends, and the you know to make it more concentrated, our little theme is those attracted to you. So I know people don't think like that, but that's how we think it on the show this time. And my theme scripture, because y'all know I have a theme scripture every other month, comes from Jeremiah 31-3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. That comes from the King James Version, KJV. And the reason why I chose this scripture is because if we're talking about what attracts people to us or what attracts us to people, um, if we have to think about, of course, why God is attracted to us. Why does God even deal with us? And because he says thee, I have loved thee with everlasting love, and therefore with loving kindness have I joined thee, his love is what draws um, us to him. And he draws us through his love and through his loving kindness. And so it just reminds us that it's only because of the love of God that he loves us and that he comes to see about us and that we are drawn back to him. Webster Dictionary defines attract as a verb, meaning to call something to choose to do or be involved in something, to call someone to like or be interested in something, to call someone or something to go to or move to or towards a place. This is the Webster Dictionary, of course. I just repeated myself. The word attract is often connected with relationships or lovers. It is very rarely used to describe a liking and friendship, but today I want to discuss it in that manner. Why are people attracted to you? Have you ever thought of why people like you? What do people see when they see you? I ask this question because some of us don't care how other people view us, while some of us care too much. We talked about that a couple episodes back. So in this episode, we're going to have a simple discussion on what you think attracts people to you and why you're attracted to certain people. Of course, we just tap on this topic, this subject because we do go in more into friendship and just aspects of friendship, you know, what you learn from it, how you grow from it. But um, overall, I just wanted to put it out there that I know it's something we don't always think about, but sometimes I like to ask my friends, like, why do you like me? I told somebody else the other day, I said, why me? So um, not complaining, not the whole why me, not that type of why me. 
but more so, <laughs> more so in the why me, like, why are you saying this to me? Why have you chosen to talk to me about this situation? Um, because if you find out people who are your real friends, they choose who they want to talk to. They choose who to come to about what situation. Absolutely. Designated friends for designated situations. Right. And it's usually based upon something that you either know or have done that draws them to you because of whatever. Now, maybe your close friends may not be like that. They may just be like, well, I'll call you for everything else. I'm going to mention you, call you about this as well. But I think even then, certain people choose who they want to go to at what times based upon their experience or what they know you know. So, in that, I'm going to close on this part. Proverbs 18, 24 says, Tell, uh, tells us, um, a man that has friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. This verse helps us to know that kindness and friendliness begets other friendly people. So if you're nice, you're going to meet nice people. It's the same thing as where God has us drawn to him because um, of love. Because he loved us first and then we're drawn back to him because of the same thing that has pulled him to us. You get what I'm saying? So it's you're nine times out of ten, you're not going to make a friend with somebody who um, is too opposite from you now let me explain this explain it make it plain (laughs) (laughs) because of course in this episode kelly and i do discuss the fact that um opposites attract and i agree i agree opposites attract but um somewhere your opposites meet yeah and if y'all too opposite y'all too far-fetched you know or if y'all too much alike Mm -hmm. y'all might you know end up not getting along uh, a few fights here and there, you know. A couple brawls. Yeah. Maybe too much to handle. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have friends that you have a lot of drama with, y'all might even be too much alike or too much not alike. So, you know, just reevaluate that. God bless you. Um, <laughs> so, on this episode, we have one special guest. Her name is Miss Coretta. We also know, also known as Coco, Coco. Brown. And she's originally from Richmond, but she's coming to us tonight from Greensboro, North Carolina. And so, after we listen to Make It by good old Charles Butler um, and Trinity coming out of Washington, D.C., we're going to speak with her just for a few moments and um, see what she has to say about friendship, about attraction, about life, love, all those things, you know? And um, we'll be back. We'll be back. So, stay listening. Don't click off of us. Uh Uh-uh, don't do it. You leave that clicker alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Let that mouse sit there. <laughs> we'll be back, guys. All right, it's been New Talk. Thank you. To the swift, nor to the strong. But it's to the one, the one that endures. To the end. Come on, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. Come on, put your hands on it.
looking for says, I know that I, come on, it's personal. I can make it, I can make it through. With Jesus on my side, I can. Come on, let's sing that again. I want you to hear the message. I know that I can make it. I can make it through with Jesus on my side. Renew Talk, and this is Elaine Janelle on the mic, here with Miss Kelly Pritchett, so, <laughs> and my guest is here, her name is Miss Coretta Brown, but I affectionately call her Coco, and I just want her to introduce herself to you all. Hey everyone, it's Coretta, um, or Coco, um, I am 37 years old, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, currently residing in side and the nail care 
side, but I do have a blog, which is on Blogspot, which is gofedwithcoco.blogspot.com. And I'm on Instagram, WordPress, all of that good stuff, Facebook, um, where I post a lot of uh, fashion posts and wardrobe ideas and Anything that I see online or on Instagram or anywhere, anything that I think that's fabulous, I <laughs> and share my friends and followers up to date on like the latest trends and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me. But uh, I like to do a lot of things, but um, fashion, nail care, and those are just a few of my loves and the things that I'm focusing on right now. Cool. Thank you for being a part, Coco. I really do appreciate it. And um, we're going to jump into our thank questions. You. Say that again. I was saying thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, um... We just have questions we wanted to ask and, of course, share um, with you concerning friendship. As you know, our topic this month and next month is about friendship and what attracts people to you. How do people view you um, in a good way, not concerning self-esteem because I've already done an episode on that. Um, but more so related to uh, what attracts people to you. And so my first question is, have you ever wondered, like, why people like you? Is there anything about your personality or your style or anything like that? Have you ever even thought about it? Um, yeah, I have thought about it. Um, I would say only because of my childhood and how I grew up and I always grew up around a lot of people, and I was always in situations where I had to meet new people, mm-hmm. and not not really in school, but in church right. and, and traveling with my family and my church family. I always had to meet different people, young and old. Um, so, but I never really had, to my knowledge. Um, an issue with meeting people or um, maintaining friendships and things like that. So um, I have um, thought about that, and I I kind of figured that, well, when I was younger, I didn't really understand it, um, why people were attracted to me and why I would be the one that always had friends or I was always the one like in the middle um you know when my friends would have issues with other people Mm -hmm. it was like I would still be friends with them and then they you know so I was always like the middle person and I always as a child and teenager always wondered why I was that person Mm -hmm. um but as I um became older I kind of understood that it was just because I'm just 
naturally a friendly person Mm -hmm. and um I'm just I've always been kind of shy but I've always been outgoing too but I've always been friendly and have I've never been a person that really um involved myself with conflict and drama and things like that but then um as my relationship with God became more clear to me, I understood that it was um, more so my love for God and God's love showing through me mm-hmm. to other people. Um, so now that I have that understanding now, I realize why it's so easy for me to become friends and attract for people to become attracted to me. Um, and not just because of uh, a friendly personality, or but also because of my love of practice. Gotcha. And um, how I was taught to love on other people. I never saw my family or friends be mean or hateful, or mm-hmm. you know, to anybody. Even when people were that way to them. Um, I was always taught to love people regardless. So now I have that understanding. But before I didn't, I never understood like, why do I always have to be the person in the middle? Like she doesn't like this one, like that one, but I like both of them. Right, right. No, I understand. But now it's clear. Got you. Um, Well, my next question kind of, you kind of answered that too. My next question was, do you, uh, does your personality naturally make it easy to begin and keep friendships? Um, would you say that your your personality does? Yes, I I would say that it does. Um, because I try to, I mean, I try to be friendly at all times, even though I may not be as talkative or outgoing initially. Mm-hmm. Um, try to always be me um I've never really known how to be anything else other than me and so I've just continued to I mean it it's always work and so I just keep it at that like I don't you know I never really gravitate towards um people that are not themselves and you know when I see that they're not themselves or being fake towards me or other people or you know situations I kind of shy away from that so I just you know I try to stay true to who I am and I think you know that has all that has always worked that's good I um what I want to think about when you said you don't like conflict I was going to ask you are you one of people who like if there is conflict, do you try to, like, go the opposite way? Or do you... Especially, like, when friendships, I should That's say. That's a good question, because I avoid it. And all <laughs> so, I don't walk away straight away. I don't... I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I try to avoid it. Uh, like Kelly said, I try to avoid it at all costs. I don't like drama or conflict or anything of that nature. If it's um, involving someone that's close to me, and whose friendship that I, I value, um, I try my best to figure out a solution. Mm-hmm.
my question is then how do you okay when you do have conflict how do you deal like i'm the, i'm the same way i don't like conflict but i realize as i get a little older i start realizing that sometimes things need to be addressed right <laughs> or somebody got to say something and um i guess that would be my question for you when you do have to deal um with it, within your friendships is there a certain style you go about it or I don't know. Um, I like like you were saying. Um, now that I'm older, I feel like, like I said, I avoid it at all costs. It has to be addressed, and I feel like, especially with friends, friends, and family, um, at some point, certain things do have to be addressed. I don't. I don't like to lose friends over issues and drama and conflict. So I feel like um, the best way is just to approach them or approach the issue however you feel um, it's best for you in the situation and just kind of deal with it. If it's not a friend or family or something like that, then it's, you know, not really major. I just, you know, let it go because mm-hmm. certain people you just don't have to deal with or you don't have to see or talk to. So, you know, what they think and how they feel, to me, it doesn't matter. But when we're talking about friendships and business and um, family I would address the issue and deal with it because, like I said, I don't like um, if we're friends, we're friends forever. If we're family, we're family forever. Um, You know, so I don't like, I don't agree with people that say that, you know, sometimes you just grow hard over whatever. I feel like you deal with them. If you're friends, you're friends. You know, you don't have to talk every day or go out to lunch every weekend or, you know, anything like that. But um, if there are conflicts, I think that you should deal with them. And that's what I try to do. Um, I'm not an argumentative person or someone that's always been a fighter or, you know, that loves drama, so I'm going to approach it in my way just so that I can keep the peace within the relationship. Right. So, you have any? Um, you mentioned uh, friends and business. You know, they know you, a lot of people say you're not supposed to mix friendship and business. Um, but, you know, if, for instance, my friend wants to go into business with me, and I'm like, absolutely not. You know, it's just never going never <laughs> to happen with us. Like, because we're great friends, but when it comes to business, we have two different methods. She's like the aggressive one. I'm more of the, well, so we just clash with that. How, um, maybe in a business situation, how would you be able to handle that with a friend? If you and your friends were partners in business and things didn't go each other, like your own ways. Um, well, I probably, like you said, I probably wouldn't go into business with a friend. Um, but if we became friends through a business relationship, um, I don't think it's anything wrong with you all being the opposite. I think that is what kind of like keeps a balance. 
in in the friendship and in the business relationship because in business you do need that that person that's a little more aggressive and outspoken and then you also need the opposite which I am the opposite but I'm I'm learning now that I have to be a little more aggressive and a little more outspoken to get certain things done so um if it's going to help the business I would you know just approach it the best way possible um when I was mentioning business and relationships and things like that like I don't I don't necessarily work or go into business with friends, but because of my personality and because of who I am naturally, I become friends and develop really great relationships with the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Even where I am now, um, at the salon that I work at, like, the person, the lady that hired me for the position, they've kind of become like family to me. Okay. So, um, you know, and it's hasn't even been a year yet, but, you know, we kind of have similar backgrounds, but we're not even of the same race or from the same area, but like her mother is a minister and my mother is a minister. Mm-hmm. And so... Her her brother is a minister, and my brothers are ministers. So we kind of just like not knowing that, but we developed a friendship over time, and um, you know we can still work together in business, but we have developed a great friendship as well. So um, I think it's you know that's something that can be done, and you know when you know it has been times where we have seen you know differently on certain issues or whatever but we've been able to work them out and you know get through it that's good yep because <laughs> me and her <laughs> listen listen we can't go into nothing <laughs> I, and I, I mean and then you, I mean that's you know you know to stay away from it because I mean some people still try to make it work you know, just because of, you know, what that person has to offer or whatever. But if you know, you know, you can't do it, then don't do it. Stay away from it. Yeah. I, I, I always agree. Even though I think was interesting now, I was talking to a friend of mine and his friend was basically going to be his client. He's a stylist and his friend was going to be his client. And it didn't quite work out. Let's just say it like that. And uh, right. <laughs> I just think there's stuff like that. It's, it could be touch and go. Because some friends that feel like are so easy to work with. Right. So it could be... Um, like, I'm really big on the people... Even with helping me with a new talk or working on music. The people who worked with me. I'm really big on not being a financial burden. So, like, if I tell somebody I'm going to pay them, I don't believe in, like, let me figure out a way to round it. Or I'm going to promise to pay you such, such amount of money and then... Two months later or a couple weeks later, I'm trying to re-change the price. Renegle. <laughs> I said re-change the price. But, you know, we know people like that. Like, they say one thing, and then a story later, you be like, man, that's not what you said. And I try to keep right. a clean slate. Right. Um, right. 
sometimes it's not always easy because when conflict presents itself or situations occur and I'm just like, uh, well, you didn't do what I actually paid for. Um, right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like when a hairstylist, they be like, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, but they ain't even. That's not what I asked for. not what I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know, you know, stuff like that is kind of hard. It's t- like touch and go, especially when it's with friends, because you don't want to kill the friendship over, over business. That's yeah. what I think. I don't want, like, we're right. so close. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think this is worth killing a friendship. Right. And the thing is, we know each other. I know her like the back of my hand. She knows me like the back of her hand. So I'm like, bruh, nah, that's not even just, <laughs> that's not even just in the friendship like this, in this manner. Right. But it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, I did have a question about like, with your, with you like moving and your adjustment to moving, my question was kind of, how has it been to maintain your friendships at home and also creating friendships in front of you? And the reason why I'm asking you this is because I know that some people, like, when they move away and they don't see people anymore, it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. And then other people, it's the opposite. Like, people like me, it's the opposite. If you're not near me, nine times out of ten, I'll probably talk to you more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know why it's like that. Strangest thing. <laughs> but if you in my city, I might oh. be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I won't see you for a whole year. <laughs> you won't see me for a whole calendar year. But I have a friend of mine I went to school with, and we still we still cool, but she told me, like, a couple years out of school, like, I would call her, she would call me back, and I was just like, okay. And then she... <laughs> She said, she said, I'm sorry. She was like, but I hate to say it's like out of sight, out of mind. I was like, that's fine. I was like, I ain't going to try too hard. I ain't going to try much harder. I'm good. At least she was on. <laughs> so, no excuse. That's what I wanted to ask you because, um, you know, taking a leap of faith and all that stuff and deciding to move and, you know, basically recreate life in a different manner. How has that been like with keeping in touch with people back at home and then? people in your place now um well i would say it's it's been kind of hard but not it's it hasn't been bad only because i'm not and i'm not one of those people that have to talk on the phone every day or have hour-long conversations Mm -hmm. with my friends or with my family it's Mainly, like, when when I had my daughters and because I was married at a young age, um, I kind of just became the type of person that kind of stayed to myself. So when okay. I see my friends, I see my friends and we're good. When I talk to my friends or family, I talk to them and we're good. I've never been the type that, you know, I have to hang out every weekend or, you know, have to talk to you on the phone every day or text you every day. My friends or family will tell you sometimes they'll text me and I might take three days or, or <laughs> take text I've been me there. <laughs> or they call me and I might not answer the phone because I'm just, um, I'm just a private person mm. and I enjoy my personal space. I enjoy my my family when I'm with my family I enjoy my kids when I'm with my kids 
so it doesn't take a whole lot for me as mm-hmm. far as like um having friendships with people but it's it has been hard because I was used to seeing my friends and my family on a regular basis gotcha. for, if it was just in church on Sunday or you know or maybe on the weekend or something like that so that part it has been hard but thankfully for social media I have been able Mm -hmm. to stay connected with my friends and like even my best friends you know we don't talk every day but every now and then like if they come across something they know I'm interested in or if I come across something I know they're interested in we immediately hit each other up and you know we pick right up like where we left off whatever so um Maintaining my friendships haven't, you know, it hasn't been hard because, like I said, I'm not. My friendships and my my connections with the people at home, um, you know, are special and they're not the type where, you know, we've been, like, joined at the hip every day or, Mm. you know, whatever. So that hasn't been hard. Um mainly because my daughters are not here with me. That's been my biggest thing um, that I've been having to deal with just because I'm used to them being around all the time. But um, because this is something different for me and something I know that it's helping me grow um, spiritually. And um, so I'm just having to deal with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's hard but as far as maintaining my friendships that you know it's basically the same and you know I stay connected through social media and through texting and you know phone calls every now and then things like that but as far as creating new friendships here that has been very difficult for me because I'm just really getting settled in I'm just really getting um into my um into my new, getting settled in into my new job um so then you know I haven't been really focused on creating new friendships excuse me I've met you know a few people through my family members that are here um and that's about it but my intentions are really to um get out and do some networking and things of that nature to meet different people that are in, um, that have like mine and like goals and, you know, things of that nature. Mm I I guess I also answered that when you just said about your children not being, I mean, well, they're older as well, but how has that been for them? Like when you talk to them since you're in a different location, I mean, I know it's different from like younger children, but since they're older right. and they're more mature, how has it been for them since adjusting? Um, it's it's been good. Um, it's been better than I thought it would be. That's good. Um, they are older. My youngest is seventeen, and my oldest is eighteen. She'll they'll be they'll be turning eighteen and nineteen this year. Um, so my oldest just moved away to Northern Virginia to go to school and to work, and she's staying with family there. 
So that transition for her has been pretty good because she's in a familiar place. Okay. Um, my youngest daughter, she is, um, she's in high school. She's in her junior year and um, going into her senior year this year. Um, and she also works um, part-time, but she has always been the more independent child. Okay. Um, so she's a little more focused and uh, independent. And so I knew that me leaving her wouldn't be as hard um, as it would have been if my oldest was in her place. Oh, or okay. Or if I had younger kids right. or something like that. So I kind of knew that she would, you know, wouldn't really understand at first, but um, she's very focused on what she wants to do, and um, I don't really have to worry about her too much. That's so, good. Right. Um, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> my daughters and I have a great relationship. Um, and we don't talk every day, but we do, I try to make it a point to at least talk to them, um, you know, every week Mm -hmm. and make sure they're good and they contact me and, you know, I hate to say, because a lot of parents, some say that, well, you shouldn't be friends with your kids and your daughters aren't your best friends, but we are because I had them at at a young age, mm-hmm. we kind of grew up together, and we are really still learning and growing up together now. Right. So we have a great relationship, and um, they are very understanding um, of the move, and you know they know you know what I'm trying to do, and they know that I'm here for them. You know, whenever they they need me, so it's you know it hasn't been. Um, the best because I miss them <laughs> because they have my friends even when you know like I said I don't talk to my friends on a regular basis or hang out with friends on a regular basis so they became my friends when I had them <laughs> got it okay so um, it's been hard with you know in that sense of it but um, it's it's really been easy and it's it's going to get better so now that things are kind of settling down for me now and um, working out, so, yeah. That's good. That's good. Kelly, you have any other? Um, no, sh- basically, Coco, you just answered my questions. <laughs> um, no, because I'm a firm believer in distance brings a closeness. Um, I can't, like, that whole out of sight, out of mind, that really, that doesn't really apply to me. I can th- I can think about you all day long. That doesn't mean I'm gonna call you. Like that's right. just that's just the type of person. That's just the type of person I am. You know. Now if I feel something weird like might be going on, then I'll give you a buzz or I'll I'll text you usually before I call you. But um, you know, I was talking to my mom the other day and we were watching a Real Housewives of Atlanta, and she said, "You want to know the reason why you still have friends?" And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "Because you're not with them every day." I'm really not with my friends. I, I'm lucky if I see them maybe once every two months, if that. Right. And after that, it's, you know, um, you know, I'm good. That last time I saw was maybe, like, mm-hmm. December. And I'm fine. Like, I don't need to see you until March. 
But, um, right. you know, <laughs> I don't need to see you until March. I'm good. But, you know, my question was really, um, did you feel that the move or, or being distance actually brought, brought you closer to either your friends or your daughters, for that matter? Um, I feel like it's bringing me closer to my daughters. As far as my friends, I feel like everything is pretty much the same. I'm, you know, I'm like you, like, I don't have to see you every day, but... I know that when we do see each other, we genuinely miss each other and we can pick right back up wherever we left off, right. even if it was six months ago. Um, it's like, hey, what have you been doing? Or I've been following following you online, so I know you've been doing this. How's right. that going? Um, so I, I think the distance, um, it does help in a sense because it, it keeps you, it keeps you wanting to know more and it keeps you missing um, each other so that when you do come back together, you have more to um, talk about and to share with each other. Um, And you don't get bored, um, you know, with each other. Um, But it definitely has brought, I feel it has brought myself and my daughters closer together. Um, we talk, when we talk, we talk a lot more about stuff that we probably wouldn't talk about um, if I was there at home on a regular basis. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and it helps us to even talk about things that um, that um, we wouldn't, that we wouldn't normally have to speak about if I was at home. So, um, it, it it's helped. It has helped for my daughters and I, but for as far as friends and family, it's basically been about the same. Okay. That makes sense. And I would love, I, I can't wait to hear some of the feedback from my friends and family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this, it's going to be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how you feel. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what what they have to say about my feelings on this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Because, I mean, I feel like I'm a great friend, but then the way other people view friendships and how you should, you know, stay in contact and things like that they I, I mean I might be the bad friend but you know I feel like I'm a good friend because you know even if I don't answer when you first call I'm gonna call back or I'm gonna be there you know I'm always there for my friends no matter what that's good um so like you know they understand like Coco is who she is you know, if she doesn't answer, I know, you know, she's going to call back. She's going to hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. Or and what, or either when I see her, everything is cool. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't deal with conflict and drama and things like that. So it's never anything, no bad issues. And, you know, if I miss you, I miss you. I'm going to tell you I miss you. I'm going to tell you I love you. Um, you know, it might not be every day, but at some point you're going to know it. Mm. like even with my mother and I like we don't talk every day but you know she'll pick up the phone and text me and tell me she missed me and she loves me and I'll do the same for her or you know or I'll 
you know, make a post or anything, you know. Right. That's I good. Mean, it's just, they, my friends and family kind of know I'm that person that likes to stay to myself and do what I do. But when when I'm ready to be around my friends and family, I'm there and, you know, I have the best time and we create great memories together. Right. That's good. And I can say the same because I have a few close friends in Philadelphia, but even they, every so often, will be like, Elaine, where are you? <laughs> I'll be cracking right. up. Or where have you been? Right. <laughs> One of my friends, her favorite her favorite line is, what city are you in now? Because <laughs> I'm never home. <laughs> what city right. are you in now? And I'll be like, I'm at work. Right. <laughs> I'm an That's where I'm at. <laughs> and so, um, I can understand because I do have friends like that. Like, if if need be, if we have to see each other, they need to come up here for anything. Especially like when you do funerals or like life situations like that, they definitely show their face. So I I don't know I don't fight the small stuff. I mean I'm I'll put it to you like this: if my one of my friends texts me and like let's go out to lunch. I'll go, but it's not one of those, like, my, one of my friends commented on one of my pictures on Instagram was like, what are you doing at night? I had to go to Trenton. Oh, you never come out. (laughs) You know, I'm not the one that always go out. Like I went through my go out stage and I told you I'm done. So like, don't even ask me if I want to go out, I'll ask y'all where y'all going. Right. But that's just not me. I enjoy, I'm like the. The Netflix and let's order some pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm like the in like the house couch potato sometimes, but you know I don't I don't gotta see. Yeah. I actually get annoyed when I see people all the time. But that's another <laughs> topic for another for another show. No, but they they how be. irritable I am. But I, you know I was thinking about oh, okay so this is kind of on topic but random. I was thinking about um what's that boy's name? Here we go. The young man is met Franklin. Franklin, he's married to Megan Good. Oh, Devon Franklin. Okay. See, I'm I'm not the best with names. But he mentioned something on um The Real. I watched that show. And he talked about like people have expectations in relationships. Um, but like sometimes the partners don't ever discuss it. And I wanna do the same thing about friendships. Like people have expectations and friendships. And I think like sometimes that's where conflict comes from because one person sees it one way, another person sees it this way. And I told my yeah. friend a long time ago, I was like, um, I just accept y'all for who y'all are. Like, I may not agree with everything you do. I may not I may not even agree with everything you wear, John. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can accept you for who you are. And then the things that are kind of like, mm, in between... Well, either I'm going to understand it, get to know it, learn from it, or something, because I love you, because of the, the, the love is there, um, instead of like trying to nitpick and figure everything out, because that's that drains me. If you right. if you're trying to figure me out, please leave me alone. Um, but when he said that, it made me think. I was like, I feel like sometimes people have hard times in friendships because one person has this expectation. You didn't call me today. You didn't call me today. And then another person says, this expectation. And I'm just like, well. And I think expectations also change the older you get, too. They do. Definitely. Definitely. 
like how you see things. Like you said, people don't really address what those expectations are. So it's like that's when the problem comes because it's like people think you have to call them or text them every five minutes just because you're friends and they don't understand. Like, no, you have a life. Right. Um, <laughs> right. That's the first part. <laughs> Number one, I got a life. Nope. <laughs> and then it's like when you get older and when you have, um, when you're a person like myself that involves themselves in a lot of different things and have like a lot of uh, goals and dreams and aspirations, when you are friends with people that are not like that, they don't necessarily understand like what you go through and what you're dealing with it's like i'm your friend but <laughs> I'm that i have a million ideas and business ventures going through my mind right now that i'm trying to figure out like where do i start which mm-hmm. one am i going to work today um on top of your nine to five and right. your other and being a mother, and being a, a daughter and a sister, you know. Right. So it's like when you associate yourself with people that don't have the same mindset that you have, it's kind of hard for them to understand, like, why you are the way you are. Um, and they, that's when problems, you know, come up too because it's like well why isn't she doing this or why aren't they doing that it's like do you know what I have going on like (laughs) right right now but when they don't it's like oh well she don't want to be bothered with me or you know he don't want to be bothered with me it's like and even me like certain friends that I have now I understand that sometimes we come from different backgrounds and you know you have different situations that you have to deal with and sometimes I'll be like well why hasn't this person called me or why haven't I talked to this person and I have to think I'm like wait a minute okay they have their own thing going on and I have my own thing going on so I just have to you know step back and let them do what they do you know because I have my moments where I'm doing what I'm doing right. so be mad or get upset because I didn't get a text back excuse me, or call back right away, or, you know, they didn't answer the phone. So it's like, when you understand, you know, the person that you're dealing with, um, it, it makes it a lot easier. Um, but, um, so yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And I, I agree mainly even more so with the aspect of having friends that are like on the same mindset as you. Because, like, quite a few of my close friends, we're all, like, working on something. Right. <laughs> we're, like, buying equipment and mm-hmm. buying this and creating that. Like, none of us is, like, honestly, of my close friends, none of us is just, like, do-do-do. Mm-hmm. I went to work and I came home today and I ate food. I don't hear that story. Like, <laughs> right. between church, working on a podcast, and then... You know, being active in ministry, I'm always doing something for, and, um, you know, because I'm in retail, I always am, like, praying that my job understands, like, this, to me, this, yes, my job is important, but to me, some of the aspects I do with ministry is just as important, because I feel like right. that's my, that's part of my adrenaline for living, right. and, 
I know everybody may not understand that. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, if I don't do a certain amount, I tell somebody in a minute, if I don't get out the city a certain amount of time, you don't want to see me. You don't want to meet me. <laughs> I need to leave. Like, let me go. So I can remain the nice person that you met a few right. months back. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I understand. Like, people have to have that same mindset. Because if you don't, you might as well quit that friendship now. Like, I'm, it's going to be a headache you don't need. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, we had, we had a joke the last um, episode, right about uh, when people were talking about they cutting everybody off oh, yeah. and all that craziness. I ain't getting no friends. I was like, child, if you're going to do that and you my friend, then you probably not my friend. So just go ahead and cut me off. Do me the favor. <laughs> I'll, cut, I'll cut off for you. <laughs> I'll cut the cord for you. that extra crazy drama? Here the scissors. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll hand you the scissors. Cut me off. Right. right. It's, it's, no, I don't have time for that. And um, I mean, young, and I I hear more younger people per say that than people who are getting a little older, because you be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, live just a little bit more, and life will happen. Right. And you won't have to cut people off. People just disappear, and you won't even know what happened. You won't be glad they disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Yeah. So um, something we do. Uh, I want I want to cut nobody off. You don't have any more Uh-oh, questions. Good. <laughs> I think we, I mean, we did a good time. It's been about 45 minutes. I have a timer, like, behind the picture. Yeah. <laughs> because all my episodes, I try to keep it sounding, but usually it never works. <laughs> the last time we went on, unedited for about two hours. <laughs> and the last episode, I was telling people, it's, it's good and funny, but it's long. Like, you might need to take a break. Pause. <laughs> Uh, so, because if we try to be honest and real as much as possible, um, yeah. and of course, the honest to God thing to do is if you have a bad friendship, I think anybody should just pray about it just a little bit and see what yeah. the Lord has to say. I just gave you a look. <laughs> I don't want these people listening to know I gave you a look. You ain't got to pray about it if you know <laughs> you know it ain't working. Well, I mean, yeah. You know it ain't working. Don't waste God's time. <laughs> Don't waste his time. Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But if, you know, you're iffy about it, I think you should. If you're not sure and you're unsure, I think you should pray about it. Dig a conversation. But please don't waste the Lord's time when you know, you know, this isn't where it's going. Mm-hmm. This, this ain't popping. Yeah. Right. I, I have a random, part random question. I questions pop in my head. Coco, how long did you, how long was it before you decided to move? Um. Well, I honestly I've been thinking about it for a while. Um. Ever since um about 2014, but even before then, I've always wanted to move away, like, to New York or L.A. or somewhere like that, um, but I've always been afraid of leaving my family, and even when my daughters were younger, I didn't think that would be the best thing to do. Um, I didn't want to just keep moving them around and things like that, so I wanted to kind of stay in the same place that I was in, but I've always wanted to move, um, but, um, 
2015, like the spring of 2015 was when I I decided just because of certain things that were going on in my life and it was just a good point for me to go ahead and make that decision because um, for the past couple of years I had been dealing with a lot of issues and a lot of things had just become overwhelming for me. And I just knew, like, if I didn't get away mm-hmm. and just step out on faith at that point, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be good. So I was like, there's no perfect time than now. That's true. So um, that's what I did. So it hasn't been easy, but it has been a great move. And um, it was a couple months ago, my mom came down for um, a service my brother was having for his anniversary and when she came down she was like you know what I think you made a good decision this is really good for you so when she came down and we went out to eat for it was it was actually my birthday weekend um also in November and she was like you know I think you made a good decision this is the right place for you and Actually, we were in Greensboro when she said that, but I wasn't even, I was living in High Point then and working somewhere, working in Randleman, but I wasn't even living or working in Greensboro, and I had actually told her about the job that I have now and I applied for, Oh wow! and I hadn't even heard back from it yet, and she's like, you know, this is a good move, this is this is where you should be, so when she said that, I knew that kind of like sealed the deal, so That's I was like, good. okay, when she says that, I gotta kind of make it work. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, good though. That's good, and I think it's nothing like... I don't know, um, I like it here, I don't know how long I will be here, um, it is a great place, and I know, I know, I have um, a purpose here, mm-hmm. but I do know that you know I have to go other places as well too. So I don't know where I will end up <laughs> in the future, but wow. um, for now, I, I'm enjoying the moment and I'm used to um, being somewhere else other than. That's good. This thing is freezing up. Hold on, child. <laughs> My energy level just went. I just had that caffeine drop. I'm like, <laughs> I just said I think I need one of my energy drinks. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. And I think it's good that when you have when you make like life decisions like that, you have family and like friends who are really supportive. Like, um, they can speak well about it. Like, as your mom said, she thought that was good for you. That's awesome. I think it's great. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up now. The thing is, this is the funniest part of almost every episode that I do because I close out in prayer. But I prayed last episode, child, and <laughs> that means usually I ask the guests to pray. But last episode is Kelly and I. It can, look, 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 look. And Kelly was like, <laughs> Kelly was like, praise God, you go here today. And I was like, praise God. Oh. So, 
everybody for kind of forgets it because they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a little conversation, a little interview, blah blah blah. And then people forget, and I'll be like, you know, we close out in prayer because we don't open up in prayer. So I guess they be like, mm. but I was like, oh, I wonder who gonna pray today. Listen, mine is short, quick, and to the point. Well, then you gonna be short, quick, and to the point tonight. <laughs> and when I did the one with Eric and Ashley, um. In December, Ashley was in labor, and she literally, <laughs> this is, she wasn't in labor. Let me, let me take oh. it back. <laughs> Your face. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Ashley, she wasn't in labor yet, but she did have the baby a week later. That's what was very funny. Um, she was in labor then. No, she, she started having a contraction. Her husband had just said, you can pray. Because her husband's a preacher. He's always praying. So she was like, you know, in public or whatever. So she was like, you can pray. And she was like, mm-mm, do the preacher, you pray. Mm-hmm. And literally right when it was time to do it, she had a contraction. So she started getting up, walking around. <laughs> and he was just like, well, I guess right. I don't have no choice now. <laughs> That's what she wasn't there, but she did have a contraction. And then like literally, I want to say a week or two weeks later, the baby was born. It was so funny to me. It was born on Christmas. Wow. And I had recorded it like the week before Christmas. That's confirmed. <laughs> and she was doing January, so that's how that goes. Um, <laughs> I was like, it was so Mississippi. Kelly's turn. Hmm. So it's Kelly's turn. Yeah. So it could be quick, and I'll edit some of this out so people don't know how. Like, I can get real loose. Uh, even though I'm I'm chilling right now, but <laughs> I would let Sister Pritchett. <laughs> You're so aggy. Church. Aggravating. I'm going to let you pray. But then the next episode, we're going to be We won't trick him. No. I prayed the last time. No. I prayed the last time. I think I need to put that in the notes in the beginning again. Somebody has to pray. And there is prayer at the end. Please prepare yourselves accordingly. (laughs) Right. Because I'm not prepared. I got to think about it. Like, Yeah. But it can be short and sweet, because my friend Thomas said, he was like, I'm not going to the Hedges and the Highways. We're going to pray, <laughs> and, and I'm going it. home. Like, this is it. <laughs> so, um. All right. Diet, um, his closed eyes. Even though my eyes are going to be open. <laughs> All right, I'll look for The Bible says, watch and pray. I'm going to watch. I'll watch for y'all. I could die. <laughs> Are we ready? Are so simple. Yeah. Oh, this is this is this, this is, is a normal and it's bad. Is it gets worse. <laughs> it gets really bad. All right. <clears throat> Should I say thank you before she prays? Yeah, That's you can. That's a good question. Sure, you can. Whatever you want to say. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to start giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Um, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Like it was a lot. It was it was just really good. Um, and so thank you for the opportunity. It was great meeting Kelly for the first time. Likewise, um, likewise. I really enjoyed talking. I really enjoyed talking to you all tonight. Um, this was really good. So I hope that we can do more and do it again in the future. Um, so, and congratulations to Elaine on your show. Thank and, you. And, um, I just look forward to working with y'all and talking to y'all again soon and, Seeing y'all in person sometime soon. I have to get y'all down here to North Carolina, and I I'll have come, come down. up to Philly. Well, <laughs> I'm always up there at some point, so right. hopefully I'll see you all soon. Definitely, and thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't take it lightly at all. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'll You're let, welcome. 
I let sister, sister Kelly. Now let you take us all, take us all home. Take us to the glory. Precious. Yeah, we know. I said, take us home, so I'm going to take us home. Ma'am, I don't know. This is not what I pray. This precious Lord. We can tarry if you want to. Now. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, dear God, we thank you for this time of fellowship. Thank you for allowing all of us to connect and talk about friendship. We ask that um, you grant all of our requests um, according to your will and bless everybody listening. Bless um, all the hosts. Bless Coco and all her future endeavors. And your name we pray. Amen. 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 That was beautiful. Thank it you. It was very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.